the Financial Survival Network, helping you to survive and thrive in the new economy. Get our complimentary newsletter at FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. This is the Financial Survival Network. Financial Survival Network is presented to you by Regal Assets. Buy and sell physical gold and silver through your existing retirement plan, 100% tax-free with Regal Assets. If you want to include physical gold or silver in your existing IRA or old 401k, request your free investment kit, which was recently featured in the Forbes and Smart Money Wall Street Journal magazines. Call toll-free 855-678-6620, or visit regalassets.com. 1490 WGCH, this is Carrie Lutz, and you are listening to the Financial Survival Network. You know, gold's kind of gone not much of anywhere in the past year and a half, but there's another currency that's been obliterating gold's performance, and that is Bitcoin. Don't own it, not that sure about it, but my next guest, Trace Mayer of RunToGold.com has long been a proponent of it, and he's here to talk about it now. Hey, Trace, how are you? I'm doing well, Kerry. Good to be back with you. Always a pleasure. You know that. We've uh, hung out together. We broke bread, and uh, we have a good time. And now you've been telling me about Bitcoin for the past uh, over a year and putting its performance up against gold. And then we hear that gold money, Jim Turk's operation, is considering accepting Bitcoin for purchases. What's going on here? Uh, I think that uh, Mr. Turk is finally uh, learning a thing or two about money and currency in the information age, or at least they're testing the waters. Because uh, they did this uh, annual survey that they do every year where they ask customers to come and uh, and let them know what they're doing well, what they can improve in, goods or services that they can offer. And they asked two particular questions. Uh, One of them was, how much are you interested in using Bitcoin for online transactions? And the other one was, please specify below which Bitcoin functionality you would like to use. Uh, Use Bitcoin to buy precious metals with gold money. Use gold money to store Bitcoins in a secure wallet or other. And so it looks like they're testing the waters, uh, trying to see if there's some demand for integrating with Bitcoin. And if that were to happen, I think we could see uh, some really big movements in the price of Bitcoin, uh, mainly because uh, gold money's got $2.2 billion in the vault. And the current market cap of Bitcoin is about $140 million. So just moving 1% of the capital that gold money customers have into Bitcoin uh, would more than double the current market cap of Bitcoins. And that's and, and you have to take into account the prices are set at the margin and a lot of Bitcoin holders don't really need to sell. And so uh, I think we could see the price of Bitcoins go up three to five, maybe even seven times if, uh, if an institution like gold money were to integrate with it and make it very easy for people to buy and store their, uh, their Bitcoins. Right. And, you know, we have a lot of people around the world constantly getting new listeners. Please uh, define what a Bitcoin is, how they're created, how they're regulated, how we don't have hyper Bitcoin inflation. 
Yeah, this is a fascinating new uh, digital currency. What makes it special is that it's the first censorship-resistant currency. Uh, and the way it's regulated is not with laws and politicians who are so good at keeping their word, right? Oh, yeah. Inst- <laughs> Instead, it's regulated by strict laws of physics, chemistry, and mathematics because it's built on cryptography that's applied through computers and through computer science. It's applied through a decentralized peer-to-peer uh, network. And so it operates all over the world on hundreds of thousands of computers, and it's just open source code. And it's the first example of where computer code has been able to create uh, a scarce digital asset uh, that can't be double spent. And so really, you can think of Bitcoin like gold, but on the internet. As Rush Limbaugh recently said, uh, Bitcoin, uh, which is the currency of the internet. So he kind of gets it. And so it's like gold on the internet that you can spend with people, and yet it's still limited in amount. So you can't just copy and paste it like a PDF. And since it's censorship resistant, uh, it's extremely difficult for any governments or regulators or anybody in general to try and stop it. But, you know, we look at the NSA. Uh, they're, they've got unlimited resources within the government, literally. Don't you think it's probable that once Bitcoin appears to be a threat to the fiat currency orthodoxy, that they go after it full guns blazing and try to wipe it out? Well, I mean, go ahead, like, get out that gun and shoot that math problem till it's solved, right? I mean, like, that's... Well, that always worked for me in school. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you. I I found it easier to just solve the math problem, (laughs) but, you know, than rather than just, like, beat that math book to death, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. But that's really the problem they've got, is Bitcoin is just the first iteration, it's just the first of its kind. You've also got Namecoin and Litecoin and Devcoin and like all these other little branches of Bitcoin. Because uh, really what has been solved is the double spend issue. And so whether they try to stamp out Bitcoin, there will be just another cryptocurrency uh, that arises uh, to take its place. Because the market is searching for a censorship-resistant currency. Uh, and it's kind of like with file sharing, right? Um, I like to use the example of Napster. Like when file sharing first started, there was Napster and the politicians, you know, they did what the recording industry said and they went and they shut down Napster. Well, then Bram Cohen invented this new protocol for routing traffic over the internet called BitTorrent. And now something like 25% of all internet traffic runs through BitTorrent. Well, why haven't they shut BitTorrent down? Because it's been running for almost a decade. And the reason they haven't shut it down is because they can't. And it's the same thing with Bitcoin. Like you had eGold and DigiCash and you've had uh, PayPal, you know, and they either got regulated to do whatever they wanted. Like in PayPal's case, uh, they shut off all donations to WikiLeaks, you know, so the State Department's like, look, you're going to play ball or we're going to shut you down. And then there's eGold, who uh, they indicted, you know, the Department of Justice and they had a centralized point of failure. They, they were able to exert pressure on a particular point in the network, uh, like Napster. But with Bitcoin, 
They can't do that because it's protocol. It's just software code and it's open source and it runs on hundreds of thousands of computers already and eventually it'll run on millions and millions of computers. And so they would have to go stop every single computer. And the actual traffic, as it's running on the internet, it runs at a sublayer in the internet. So there's no way to really tell the difference between Bitcoin traffic and traffic going to your online banking website like Wells Fargo or uh, Bank of America or E-Trade because it's all encrypted. And so they really have a problem. And I think that the reason that they haven't stopped it is because they can't. And, you know, as we talked about last time, the, the Bitcoin network itself is now the largest decentralized computer network on the planet by an order of magnitude. It's got over 300 petaflops. And the Department of Energy, they just spent $1.2 billion on a supercomputer that has 15 petaflops. And so even if they were able to mount a significant attack against Bitcoin, and while they're mounting that attack, they would have to pay for all the computers and pay for all the electricity, all that they would be able to do is stop the network from processing payments. And then as soon as they stopped the attack, because maybe they ran out of their electric bill because they went over the fiscal cliff and they weren't <laughs> able to rent yeah. like some governments up in Indiana, as soon as that happens and they can't continue the attack, the network goes back to operating just like normal. And they're not able to roll back any of the transactions that happened uh, previously. They can maybe roll back three to four uh, what are called confirmations that happen every 10 minutes. But after that, it gets exponentially more difficult to do that. And it's just infeasible. Uh, it's just completely impractical from a, like, from a physical and a mathematical standpoint to be able to like, mount a significant attack on it. Uh, the one that I think you're kind of contemplating. Right. Well, I'm intrigued by the idea. I'm thinking I'm going to buy some now. What's the exchange rate on the Bitcoins now? Well, I know last time we were talking about it, it was about $5. Mm -hmm. uh, since uh, broken about $14 per Bitcoin. So uh, it's been performing extremely well relative to both gold and dollars, euros, yen, etc. It's by far the best performing currency out there of all of them. And it has no counterparty risk. Uh, so uh, it's kind of like gold in that regard. And once you have little wallet you don't have to worry about them uh like disappearing or getting stolen as long as you employ proper uh privacy hygiene and and secure them and i teach people how to do that in a free guide that i put together at freebitcoinguide.com so you know that people through step by step and reduces the learning curve because they are kind of a geeky computer uh computer geeks currency right <laughs> but there, we're yeah for people is there a particular site you go to to buy Bitcoins or what? Uh, yeah, there are a whole bunch of different exchanges out there. Uh, one thing I like to do is uh, there are a lot of people who will meet you in person, like at the local Starbucks, and you can buy like 100 or 200 bucks worth there. Uh, you can also, uh, there's, a, there's a site that uh, will help you go down to like a 7-Eleven and you give the cashier cash and in about 15 to 30 minutes you have your Bitcoins in your wallet. So that's handy and nice like they have over i think eight hundred thousand locations all over the world whether it's russia brazil all over the caribbean the u.s mm -hmm. um so it's really you know these these bridges are getting built between bitcoin and the current monetary system and i think gold money is just the next one 
that's kind of eyeing this opportunity and being, oh man, we could make a lot of money if we met this market need. And, uh, you know, I, I cover a lot of these in the free Bitcoin guide and I update it too on a regular basis. That way, uh, as new service providers come in, people are able to, uh, to go with the ones that are reputable and safe. Well, well, Trace, that's really interesting. I think I'm going to have to break down and buy some, but I'll tell you out there before I do it. So no insider trading. Um, you know, I just wrote a book called uh, Forget Wall Street, Go for the Gold and Silver Too. Now I'm thinking of changing that title saying Forget Wall Street, Go for Bitcoin, Gold and Silver Too, because it sounds like, you know, I was skeptical of this and it seems to keep marching ahead and going and maybe it will become the people's currency. So the name of that site again for if you want to learn more about Bitcoin? Yeah, you can go to the freebitcoinguide.com. And I, I completely agree with you. It is the people's currency. Uh, WordPress recently announced that they're accepting Bitcoin for every service that they offer because they want all bloggers to have access, and that includes financial access to servers and things like that to be able to pay with them. And they don't want to be locked into only using uh, PayPal and credit cards because as we're seeing PayPal and credit cards they are blocking particular sites because of their political speech you know so perhaps your web host won't let you host financial survival network anymore because you you uh, talk about things that the establishment doesn't like or like this gun dealer in Scottsdale he's a registered uh, FFL. He's audited by the ATF and Department of Homeland Security. And Bank of America froze his bank account because they didn't like him selling guns and gun parts on the internet. So if we're going to avoid this type of economic censorship, then we have to use a non-politicized currency uh, that is also censorship resistant. And Bitcoin really does fill that role because unlike gold, we can use Bitcoin on the internet. And we can transfer it all over the world, uh, and we can, it can't be seized or confiscated or impeded in any way. And so I think it is very critical for our uh, civil rights and for our ability to exercise our economic sovereignty. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, Trace. And hey, thanks so much for coming on Financial Survival Network again. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for the special reports. I'm going to do one on Bitcoin shortly because that's the way I'm going to really figure out exactly what's going on and learn more about it. So, Trace, thanks again for being on. Hopefully, we'll see you over at Freedom Fest, and we've got a little little get-together that I'm hoping you'll be able to attend in the uh, Republic of Texas, the city of Dallas. It's going to happen June 22nd, a Liberty Mastermind group, and it would be great to have you there. Oh, that sounds like fun. I'm going to have to put that in the calendar. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. You be well. You too. Bye.